1: We recently had a broadcast hangout with Andrei Bondarenko, who was talking about faith for growth. In this episode of the podcast, we're bringing you the recording of that session. You can find the full notes on everything that Andre says at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 128. So here is Andre Bondarenko.
0: Thank you very much, Tom, for introducing me. My name is Andrei Bondarenko. I'm from Ukraine. Originally, I'm from east of Ukraine. Uh, I was born in a Christian family. My father is founder of our movement. When I was 21 years old, I started to lead the church. And uh, for the next 20 years, uh, I committed myself for the church. I love church. And my dream was to see glorious church. Uh, faith is needed all the time, I found, uh, in my old um, own experience. So we are going to talk about the faith for growth. And um, uh, I will share what is really encouraging me, what is foundation in my life for having faith in growth. And also I will talk about the faith for growth for local church and also for extension. Uh, because since uh, 2008, I started to lead a Uh, apostolic team which is responsible for um, churches in Ukraine. Uh, We base in that moment in in east of Ukraine mostly and then God led us to abroad. We started to plant churches in India. Uh, Then uh, we started to develop ministry in Nepal and uh, I've been involved in, in ministry in Russia for many years and also uh, for the last few years, uh, it's the beginning of our ministry in uh, Europe. And I found faith is critical and very important. Um, I, I would love to start with what really encouraged me to have faith. But before, um, I think it would be nice just to explain the context uh, we are or we are going through. Um Maybe as, as many of you know, in 2013, 14, uh in Ukraine, we, we've got a war. Uh, war started, and uh, I was living in a church uh, near Russian border, and uh, now it's, um, it's territory not controlled by Ukrainian government and uh, some of our churches in the same position now. Um, it's, I can say it's really split uh, history of my ministry for two parts. Because um, since beginning, I was really, really uh, focusing on growing, developing church as a basic apostolic church. I, I, I had great desire for growth and for the first few years since we started our church, we've seen um, a lot of multiplication. For a few years, we had um, our church uh, doubling every year, especially when we started to uh, to change the structure of the church. We, we've been reading a lot of Yonggi Cho experience from South Korea, and we uh, started cell. They, they call it cell, not live group, not home groups, but like cell. And we, we really started that experience. And for first few years, our church we double, was doubling every year, and a lot of new people uh, were coming to Christ, and we had just maybe five, six people from other churches join us. The rest, it was absolutely new believers. And uh, it's, it was such a big joy to see people uh, became saved, baptized, uh, became disciples, growing, became uh, leaders uh, with own experience. And they, they've been working their oikos or family or relationship leading people to Christ. I love that picture. And um, uh, I, I thought our church will grow and will stop never. But um, after four or five years of multiplying, the, the growth started to slow down. And uh, after a while, we nearly stopped. In that moment, we started to ask a lot of questions. And actually, actually I thought we'll never stop and we'll grow and become mega church. In that moment, it was very popular to think and to build a mega church. But when, um, you know, when everything developing very quickly and very dynamically, uh, you have no time for asking questions and when the process of growth is slowed down, uh, you're you're asking a lot of questions. You're having a time and desire, and yeah, for asking a lot of questions. Why? And it was uh, a lot of practical questions. We started to learn more, experience of other churches from uh, different parts of all the world. But uh, deeply inside of me, I started to ask questions. And, um, you know, the prophetic words from God often not only giving us direction, but also shaping us, shaping our faith, shaping our mentality, expectations, dreams. And I was surprised. I was praying once and I just felt God is saying, you won't lead a mega church. You won't. It's not my will for you but you will lead a base church, will plant many churches around and other places. And I felt God is saying, I'm anointing you for raising up a lot of teams for planting many churches. And it wasn't my expectation. I I, I actually, I was waiting for God will give me some keys for breaking through and become really big church. But I received because um, we really committed ourselves for obedience. So from my, uh, personally, I really uh, humbled myself and I said, Lord, okay, if you will, if you call me to lead a base church, not not big, not huge, not mega, but base apostolic church for planting a lot, for, for sending people, for releasing people, not keeping them, I agree. So it's really, that prophetic word uh, uh, really changed my, my, design, my expectation. It's really helpful. So I can say in whole, uh, in whole my ministry for, till now, and I, I believe in the future, I will have two main bases for having faith for growth. Firstly, it's scripture, and in a few minutes I'm going to share the main scriptures, which is foundation for my faith and expectation for the growth, and a lot of prophetic words, which is brilliant courage and wisdom. And uh, expectation for growth can i ask tom please for reading um isaiah 53 uh, verse 11 12 this is great this is great uh, chapter about jesus and this is for me it's uh, biggest foundation for expectation can you read please
1: Sure. Isaiah 53 verses 11 and 12 say, Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he was poured out his soul to death, and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the
0: sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Thank you very much. It's, it's very interesting. Quite often, when we, we are thinking about the church growth or uh, planting new churches, we are thinking about us, about our uh, ability, faith, uh, re- uh, resources, and other stuff. But it's all about, it's all about him. Jesus is a center. Because what he's done, what he has done, salvation is possible. When we are talking about the growth, yes, sometimes God is joining us, uh, people who, who was already uh, believers, disciples. But most of the reason for us, uh, when it's, it's salvation. So because of what Jesus done on the cross, he he will see a lot of saved people. He will, it's his inheritance. It's not about us. When, um, it's really changed all my attitude to growth, extension, especially when, when we are going to an uh, to, uh, absolutely new place with no connection. If we, if we know God is sending us, we are going as his messengers, because it's his inheritance, he inherits nations. Nations is his. Nations his. So because of what he has done, we are going with expectation of seeing people safe, baptized, becoming uh, disciples, and making other disciples. It's not because of us. It really releases me from from a, st- a stress. Because quite often, I found people wondering, will Jesus help? Will God help, provide, lead? It's all his. It's his mission, and we have privilege to join him. This is first, uh, like, most foundation for me. And other parts of the um, uh, book of Isaiah, it says it's not enough for you, it's about Jesus again, to restore uh, the 12 tribes of jerus uh, of, of Israel, the salvation will reach the ends of the earth, its His. Can, can you read, Tom, please, uh, next chapter, uh, 54, verse 1 to 3, please? Sure. Isaiah
1: 54, verses 1 to 3. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations, and will people the desolate cities. And next one, 51, chapter 51, verse 1 to 3. please. And chapter 51... Verses 1 to 3. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For he was but one when I called him, that I might bless him and multiply him. For the Lord comforts Zion, he comforts all her waste places, and he makes her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving, and the voice of song. Uh, was it, was it
0: 50, what, 55? Oh, uh, that was 51. Was it 55? Uh, sorry for my English, Tom. Sorry, Andre. You're um, so kind. You're <laughs> <We're> in chapter 55. <laughs> yes, please, one okay. to three. Even my English was enough <laughs> to understand it. <that> something.
1: <laughs> right. No, I apologise. Um, yes, yeah, sorry. sorry Verses yeah. one to three. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters,
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> the order of these three uh, chapters really represents God's plan. Jesus done uh, his uh, his work on the cross. Next chapter explains expectation. Uh, Paul quoted this in Galatian, and uh, and he, he 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 is teaching. This is promise about the church. Zion, it's a church. And he's quoted this scripture from Isaiah, and said, saying, this is about us. We, we are, the church is a, is a new Jerusalem. So um, extend your expectation, prepare a place for, for, for saved people. Be ready. They're going to come. Because of Jesus done, they're going to come. Be ready. And the next chapter, 55, it's, it's it's great call to thirsty people. Come. Salvation done. Church is ready. Come. I, I love these this, uh, three chapters because uh, when I'm reading, I'm reading it often. It really raises up faith in me. Church growth. It's uh, from Jesus. It's his inheritance. And it's, uh, it's not just our professionalism, ability, gifts, anointing. It's him. And I'm basing all my plans. And I will tell a few stories. Um, when we started from nothing, and only one motivation, one reason to come is Jesus on the cross. What he've done there, no other, no ability. Uh, maybe I will tell you sh- shortly story. Uh, we started a ministry in India in 2014. Um, during the war, uh, one year before, uh, we, we felt God is saying, uh, actually we've got very clear prophetic word. Um, I'm going to give you grace to touch Indian nation. And for us, uh, in a little town, I've never been in India. I had no connection. Uh, yeah, I could find it uh, India on a, on a map, but no, no idea. Uh, and I saw, in, in, when I was a teenager, a few Indian movies. It, it was all my knowledge. But suddenly, that, that uh, prophetic word came to us, and we started to, to prepare ourselves. And one, one couple from uh, one big city, they've been leading one of our churches there. Um, they've been praying with kids uh, about going to India for planting churches for 10 years, but they had no plans, no money, just dream. And after that prophetic word, we started to talk. And we felt God is really encouraging us to start um, um, this this uh, mission. Uh, when war started, we lost all our resources, and um, we lost a lot of people. People just spread it around to diff- to to Ukraine, Russia, other countries. The best people, the most uh, mature, the most fruitful, and uh, we lost our finances because. Yeah, economy just stopped. And uh, in that moment, we started to pray Lord, uh, is it still your plan for us to start ministry in India? And one particular moment, we've been sitting around the table with uh, one leader and talking about this. And I asked him, Do you have faith for mission in India? And he turned the question to me. He said, Andrei, do you have faith? Because you are leading. You have to have faith for starting your new ministry. And it was a silence for a few minutes because it was a very serious moment. I don't want to, to use uh, loud words without meaning. And I said, you know, I still feel... God wants us to do it. And in that moment, we just felt Holy Spirit came very powerfully. And we made decision, okay, we, we have $150 for tickets, but we needed $4,000 for, just for sending them, that uh, family to India. We made decision, we'll do. And we just announced, uh, friends, we, we, uh, we sent a message, uh, message to all our churches. Friends, we are going to send Valeria and Tatiana to India for planting churches and we, as we planned before. And people started to send money, all our people, which now in different places, started to send money. And three weeks before they needed to be, because Tatiana um, became a student, in Delhi University for studying Hindi. We've been able to buy tickets, but we had no money for them to rent a flat. So it was very interesting moment. Only one reason for us to do it. It's confidence that God wants us, God, God is sending us. And because of Jesus' done and this victorious jesus sending us gave us confidence and faith for doing it so we send them and uh, till now every month we can provide finances very often miracles uh, with miracles and sometimes in the last day we are able to send Enough money for them for cover and cost uh, for ministry there, but every month we can do it because Jesus is faithful, and by God's grace uh, we see a lot of a lot of uh, new disciples of Jesus there. Uh, now we we have more than twenty five groups and little churches after four years, and. Um, what we've seen as well, it's its really encouraging. Local people became strong and and they received this vision about gospel from nation to nation. And they started to plant first church in Nepal. They uh, s- um taking offering and supporting uh, a couple for planting church there. Uh, they oversee helping, and and I see this beautiful picture, of, uh, like like Isaiah in last chapters describing to show himself to show his glory and save people, and and from saved people he is going to send. And uh, when they come to uh, to to the islands and uh, other nations they will show God's glory and people will be saved again. So this, this dynamic moving uh, gospel from, from nation to nation, this picture really uh, motivated me. And we see now, and I can say, people asking how you can do it. I said, I don't know, by God's grace, because, because of what Jesus done on the cross. And because of God's plan, he said, don't be ashamed because you don't have enough resources or people or you're not, not um, clever enough or, or uh, experienced enough and you don't know the culture. Don't worry. Prepare. Prepare your heart for new people. Prepare the church. Uh, develop your structure for receiving people and people will, will come. Prepare yourself firstly and then, just started to talk to people, invite them to live in water of God. And they will come, and they will dream, drink, and they will become uh, new, 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 new people, new, new creation. You'll see this picture. So um, I really based more and more in these three chapters. And I guess uh, I can say this is strongest foundation for my faith, for growth. Um, Also, as I I mentioned before, prophetic words is a key as well for me. So I would love, really encourage to spend more and more time praying together with your team and uh, spending your personal time for seeking God. our ministry can become very pragmatic easily. But I really believe we are uh, called by God to be obedient, obedient to God, more than just effective or, or productive, how, how people can describe us. Obedience is more important than present effectiveness. It's, it's my opinion. Quite often, people changing strategies, uh, models, just because something doesn't work now. If we're if seeking God and uh, listening Him, he will, because, because he sends us, he, he gave us responsibility to lead, a, to lead a team or to lead a church or to plant in church because he sends us, he will, he will give us a clear strategy, he will give us an ideas. Um, and uh, and uh, it takes time actually. Quite often our prayer life um, with many words. We are talking a lot. We're explaining God what we what 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 we are going to do, where we, we need his help. I think it's it's important, yes, to to open our heart and share with God, but even more important to ask questions and listen and spend time in quiet, just waiting. Quite often nothing happened. I, I, I can I can Tell so many times I was spending two, three hours just standing before Lord, walking on a, on, a, on a wood, on a forest, two, three hours, and no re- revelation. But I found it's so important to show, to show God I'm really yours. I'm going to do what, what you, want, uh, you want me to do. I'm not going to do my own ideas, my plans. I'm obedient to you. And, you know, maybe later or early, but God will show our way, uh, his ways to us. Um, When we started the church in in 1992, um, we started to grow, but then we've got uh, stuck uh as all churches in our town we had a sunday meeting at 10 o'clock in the morning and uh, yeah we thought it's uh, everyone was doing like this and we started to pray Lord, why we can't reach people so many people in our town why and mostly we had a uh, older people and kids so it wasn't a great picture. I really was looking for reaching middle um middle-aged young families, and we started to pray, Lord, how? And one particular evening God just said to us, Move your time from 10 a.m. to P to to uh, 2 p.m. to after lunch. And uh, it was a very strange idea. No one was doing in lunchtime Sunday meeting. It's very sleepy time. And uh, we felt uh, got a saying, if you move from 10 to two, people who have little small businesses on a the marketplace, they're, they're good, skillful people ambitious people, great people, they will join you. We just felt God is saying, move, invite that people. We started to talk with the church. We said, we, we really feel God is saying, and you know, to move time in the church, is nearly reformation. You need big courage and uh, a lot of energy for this. But after a while, church agreed, and many people, they've been excited, they really received this prophetic word. And when we moved from 10 to two, and we started to invite uh, these uh, people from Marketplace, uh, they started to come, and a lot of, very soon, our hall became full, a lot of uh, young couples Young people with uh, uh, who was leading on uh, on little business it's it's really purpose driven people became a uh, part of our church they just became christian baptized and very soon one two years later they became key people in our ch- in, in our church so it's 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 very interesting um the prophetic words, Holy Spirit, as a, as a navigator, and he's providing impulse, a word for our faith, for, uh, and, gi- and giving these uh, prophetic ideas for the uh, growth. Um, I can say for growth, a uh, few very important factors. I will describe very quickly. Uh, I feel it's important. Key people, right place, and right method. Um, especially important, right, right place. When we, when we are planting new church or we are developing new congregation, I remember in, in one particular place, uh, people started to, one team started a new church. They chose strategic place. And after one year, they couldn't get even little group. And uh, because they've got quite a lot of free time, they can't just develop ministry in, in that place. They cross a road, big, big road. And opposite of, of that uh, little town was a... Um, Big, big village with a lot of people. And just, they just started to share gospel with no desire at all to have even little group there. But few months later, they had 50 people there. It's, It's very, it's very interesting to choose a right, a right place for new start New, new church, new, new group, new uh, congregation. It's very important because it can be just one or two kilometers. I, I don't know why, but spiritual atmosphere and the level of uh, how much people ready for receiving gospel can be really different. And it's it's very important for us to ask God for right for right place and what is uh, when, when God has given the impulse or idea or feeling prophetic word. Just take it as a treasure, because He knows everything. And uh, again and again, I can say, faith on on word from God. It's not just positive thinking. I'll do it anyway no we need a, a good strong foundation for our faith for growth it's, it, it should be scripture or real prophetic impulse it can be a clear prophetic word feeling sight or something uh but these factors we need to look uh, to look um, uh prophetic um Sorry, sometimes I'm losing my English words. Uh, We need confirmation from God. Who is right people? Sometimes wrong people, even in right place. Wrong, I I, I don't, it's not bad people, just wrong people. The difference, I think you you know what I'm talking about. We, We need right people, right place, and right method. Very often, we we are trying to do, to repeat our uh, previous experience, but God has a lot of new ideas. In some places, people with no experience, uh, and they never work with the kids, and just felt we, we need to start to do something with kids, just Holy Spirit encouraging, and with obedience, they started to develop this kind of, this kind of uh, ministry project. And it just opened the doors. We really are uh, dependent on Holy Spirit in all our ministry. Um, very quickly, uh, I will, uh, I'd love to share some other important things about growth. Firstly, it's uh, seasons. In a church life, in our ministry, there is a different seasons. They're changing. We can't control seasons. We can't change seasons. We can um, we can know. We can uh, understand season, and our behavior has have to be uh, appropriate to this season many leaders really uh, more burn up because of, not, uh, because of misunderstanding this season. Um, there is a season for sowing, there is a season for, for reaping. Uh, when our church was doubling every year, we thought it's because of our hard work, great projects, and uh, strong leaders, effective ministries, and then stop. And for the next few years, we've been struggling. We we hardly could see one, two new believers baptized each year. And after years of of, uh, doubling, it was so uh, big frustration for me. And, you know, all leaders became very frustrated, no motivation. We just, and some people said, Maybe I'm, I'm um, in the wrong place. I need to, to leave this ministry. And we, we started to see God. Just ask, Lord, what's going on? What's wrong with us? And uh, after months of, of praying, fasting, and seeking God, God just explain us, you are entering into a new season. It's winter season. It's not time for for harvest during the winter no one is harvesting it's time for preparing tools and we we we, we had a, a clear instruction from god now you have to develop a structure you have to invest into um, training you have to develop this um, all kind of training material for your church prepare because spring will come and then harvest come again prepare your church and in that particular moment all around the ukraine churches stopped to to grow and many church leaders left ministry and started to run a business and they said in a business i see fruits in a church life i i i, I I don't see any fruit anymore so I think I am in a, in a wrong position many many leaders many pastors left me in, uh, in that period it was maybe 5 8 years very long winter season for ukraine but because uh, what god said to us change, we, we we still really wanted to see new 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 christian coming to our church we've been working hard we continue to preach a gospel to do social work but we understood okay it's winter and we are not going just to wait we are going to prepare our church for spring when we'll we'll have opportunity people people hearts will be open again for for receiving gospel and then we'll work with them develop relationship and then harvest will come. It's was so helpful, we can't change seasons, but we can develop a strategy appropriate to to, to this season. Um, And if we seek God with this kind of question, um, it's really helpful. And last two things, last two things. Peter Wagner, uh, uh, for 30 years, he was doing a research about the church growth. And um, he's saying that 95% of all churches all around the world less than 50 people, most of them 30 plus. Only 5% of whole churches all, all around the world more than 50 people. And another one, every new church has a potential to grow till 30 people. And when, when I found it, and actually it was his conclusion, he said: if your own church not growing now, you have good people, you are you are very serious with the preaching gospel, reaching community, serving your local community, and you can't see a growth. Take a step of faith started with a little group, new church, maybe close to your town or in a a different part of your town. And he said, by mysterious uh, grace of God, no one can explain. Every new church plant will grow at least till 30 people. From my experience, I can say the smallest church we planted from a few people grow to 30. So in our experience, it's working. Maybe it takes a few years, five years, but will, it will grow differently. And some churches, they said, no, when we grow, then we started to plant. And uh, maybe because of season and other different reasons, that church still very little. But... Some little churches started to plant new churches. they're still little, but that little starts, grow to 30. So this is one of great strategy growth, plant new churches, plant new congregations, and uh, it works. It's working all around the world. And last thing is geographic extension. Uh, we can talk about the season in your ministry, in my ministry, but also there is a different seasons in nations. And uh, I know it's impossible for everyone to to have a global view, but for this reason we have apostles, prophets, which can explain what's going on in all around the world. And sometimes in one nation, really nothing. Very hard to develop ministry, and we have to be very faithful for keeping church for seeing little fruits in other nations, A kind of revival, and if we only concentrating to see growth in our in our local ministry, we will lose opportunity to see extension of kingdom of God globally. And when we, when we thinking about Christ and His kingdom. It's everything he is, and we, are, when we are focusing uh, to see what God is doing all around around the world, and uh, with this sense of privilege, we are we are doing our part there. Maybe our local church not growing, but kingdom of God growing. So I really love to encourage. Maybe you you have some questions, but I really love to encourage. Be faithful in your local church. Base your faith on scripture, be open for prophetic words which will bring wisdom and, and ideas and methods and right people. But also plant new churches and look globally, join apostolic initiatives for planting churches in nations where the season of harvest now. Thank you.
1: Wow, thank you very much, Andre. That's, that's incredible. So, uh, so much and so so much to think about. Um, we do have a little bit of time left. We have um, fifteen more minutes, and and uh, this is your time now to ask whatever questions you've got. Uh, for Andre, it can be on on anything he's talked about, or or anything he hasn't talked about that you'd like to to ask. And. There's a couple of ways to ask your questions. So if you're logged in on Zoom, you can um, hit chat at the bottom of your screen and type your questions into the, the chat box and um, we'll put those. Also, if you're watching uh, on Facebook, you can leave your questions a comment on the video there. And again, we will ask it. Um, I want to start, though, um, really early on, one of the first things that you said as you were introducing yourself is that you started leading your first church at the age of 21. Uh, which was exciting to hear at like, uh, such a young age being given that opportunity. Um, can you just tell us how did that come about? How, how were you given that opportunity at that age? And what were you expecting from that kind of first, um, first days of ministry? What were you expecting to see over the coming years?
0: Thank you, Tom. Uh, I started to preach and teach when I, I was 16. Just because of situation, it was a unique moment. I was growing up in Christian family and I knew more than every believer, a new believer. Because I had a Sunday school, you know. <laughs> so, um, and, and it was a unique moment. Uh, after Soviet Union fell down, it was a kind of revival when 10,000 new churches have been planted in in. in all post-soviet union territory so many new leaders need it mm-hmm. i was 16 i started to preach and teach i was 17 i was run one month's leadership school how <laughs> I, I don't know but i knew more than the new believers <laughs> i think it's it's uh, the honest answer yeah let's go from god of course
1: yeah that's good that's good um so looking back to yourself then as you were starting out what would you say is the biggest thing you've learned since then that if you could give your young self one piece of advice what would be the big one that
0: you'd say do not stop if something does uh, something doesn't work leave it yeah see god look around learn from others try do, do not do not be afraid of trying i was running all around learning from different churches, trying and some work some doesn't, but we've been moving and 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 yeah yeah, great um and then
1: since then like you know, you've got so many churches now in Ukraine you're talking about in in India you've got twenty five plus in four years um you're obviously quick at deploying new leaders into new situations. What are some of the things that you, in choosing who to give responsibility to, what are you looking for in them and then how are you developing them?
0: Uh, it's really different if, if we are uh, develop, especially if you're developing ministry in more Western, mm-hmm. more Christian context, mm-hmm. The expectation might expectation much, much higher, even from society. Mm-hmm. If you are working in Indian context, one has no idea about, about the church. So we are looking for faithful people, faithful to Christ, uh, teachable, thirsty to truth, for Holy Spirit, loving people, it's it. Mm-hmm. And they are growing with the church. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not huge churches. Yes. It can be 20 adults and plus, plus kids, 30 adults, mm-hmm. and they're growing step by, by step. So it's, it's, it's not com- too complicated
1: yeah.
0: in That's that good. context. That's good.
1: Um, another question is, um, where does faith and trying new things meet?
0: Oh, it's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I think faith generally develops an expectation of progress. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean every step will be fruitful, but general uh, as I said before, because of Jesus done on the cross, I'm expecting growth, Mm -hmm. development, and and victory. I'm expecting to see new leaders coming, new churches planted. I'm living with this expectation. Sometimes I have no idea. I just came back from Poland. We are going to start a new church. I have no idea how, but we came with that expectation. Jesus, Mm -hmm. you died for them. So so I think faith... um, Creating this this uh, expectation. Yeah, that's good. Um, w- when you get then go through the uh,
1: the season that is a sowing season, and you're not seeing much of the harvest, how do you how do you keep the people around you? I know you were saying a lot had left ministry um, over that time when it came. But how do you keep those around you um, with that high expectation, that high faith? The, um, yeah, the, the knowledge that the season will swing around and, uh, and they'll see the fruit. How do you encourage people?
0: I think it has to be part of culture and system of values. Mm-hmm. Uh, obedience more important than even fruitfulness, seeing fruitfulness. Because it's so easy for leader to become very pragmatic and for the church. If this provide fruits, visible fruits immediately will do. If not, some people because of this said public evangelism doesn't work we are not going to do no we we have to base all our decision of god on god wills. Mm. if god said go and preach if no one now listen we, we have to go and preach because because of obedience i think if we put this into church culture we are obedient to god first yes we would love to see fruits but you know, we maybe in 10 years we'll see, or after our life, next generation. So we don't, we don't, ah, it's dangerous to be only pragmatic people. Yeah.
1: No, that's good, that's good. Um, one, one of the things that I was really struck by is the um, the vision for the nations, really. The, the way you've been talking about, um, from Ukraine to India, India to Nepal, talking about Poland, and just a desire that the gospel goes from one nation to the next, to the next. For people who are listening, who they'd say, look, we're just a small church plant. There are 25 of us meeting every Sunday. We want to do something. Where do we start? How would you advise them to start pushing into a desire to reach nations?
0: Look around, find someone who is doing it already, started to pray, ask for news, Mm -hmm. invite, send people Mm -hmm. to short missional trips, send money. And then when money goes, your heart will go differently. You know how it works. (laughs) So. This little start will, will lead to big, big involvements in the mission. And it doesn't matter, 10 people or 50, 500, uh, very little testimony. Our, our church in, 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 in war zone, they're raising up money now for the India. And they sent key leader from there for one month to train Indian leaders they have a lot of work to do but because of getting this kingdom mentality they can't stop yes yeah that's good um kind of link to it but also um
1: the thought about jesus has the nations as his inheritance so they're his anyway uh, and we have the privilege of joining with him as we do it how how does that change the way we pray for, for the nations
0: quite often especially when we are thinking about the dangerous places fear you can feel fear in the press, Mm -hmm. like uh, church is God's territory the rest of the world it's just devil's territory I think we need need to remind ourselves all the time all earth is it's temporary occupied by devil but it's his yeah so this is good starting point we we are praying with faith with hope and with with expectation even we have no idea how to do it but god knows and from this point it's just easier and much more productive to pray
1: yeah great um okay so let's go on to another question about um you said you need to have the right people in the right place with the right method. Um, And you you talked about even just a kilometre or two away might be the right place or the wrong place. What are some of the things that when you look at a place makes you say, this is the place or look at a different place and say, that's not the place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we we can't have one one particular s- side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It can be man of peace, mm-hmm. someone who is open and receiving. It's can it can be a very clear prophetic word, mm-hmm. even with opposition hardship, but we know God is sending us. Yes. Or very 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 quick fruit when we share and just quick uh, respond so you have to to see something or you have to have confidence in your heart
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, otherwise you can spend years in wrong place and not be in right place with with growing yeah. fruitfulness yes
1: yes it's like when jesus said to the disciples look if you go to a place and you don't find a person shit. yeah 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 try yeah. the next place and yeah. so yeah and, and then with the, the method as well you said it needs to be the right method how much how much of the method do you figure out before you go to a place hey this is what we'll do and then we'll try it this way and how much do you do you just go and start and let
0: god shape the method as you're on the ground yeah, it's again, sometimes before going, God is given clear understanding. Okay. If not, if not, try. Mm-hmm. Look around who is in your team, what they can do. Try and something will, will have fruit, something not. So, so I, I really learned from actually your experience <laughs> when I was with you a few days. You're not afraid to make mistakes. I love this. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it, it, it's really encouraging for me. We can try. It's not against faith. Yeah. We're not people with one choice or one one chance. We can try. If yeah. not, it's yeah, it's for God's glory. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I love
1: the fact that. Um, the thing you learned was that we were a church that makes mistakes. Right? <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the questions was about, um, you quoted from Peter Wagner. Yeah. Um, there's a question, where does that quote come from? Is it a particular book? Do you, do you know to hand where that is? Um, I
0: can't remember. It's... it's 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 a really book about uh, church growth. Huh? I can't remember the name. Maybe you can you can just uh, do sure. research. Yeah, I mean, around, probably,
1: uh, if, if we Google what he's written, I'm sure we'll yeah, yeah yeah
0: find something for that. But it was very helpful for me. Yes.
1: Yeah. No. It's, it sounds, um, in mean, particular the way we're doing things. Um, here in Manchester as well, it sounds like something that would be well worth us reading and uh, and connecting with. Um, yeah, we're nearly out of time, so I think I'll make um, the the next question the last one, um, and I'll make it just an open one. If you wanted to leave us with one uh, one word of encouragement for people who are listening, who are um, ministering and planting church, what would your encouragement to them be?
0: Spend time with the, with God more, talk, talk less, yeah. listen more, and do what, he, what he's saying and share this vision with people. And it will attract people, it will motivate people, and they won't stop because it's from God. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And just a reminder, you can find the full notes and everything that Andre said at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org episode 128. See you next time.